0: G'day, I am Tam and I am here to talk publicly about the crap no one else does. This podcast is for ladies wanting a no BS honest conversation about women's health, wealth, struggles and success. We talk separation, divorce, we banter about boob jobs and so much more. Join me and my guests as we share our insights and stories and have a whole lot of fun along the way. G'day and welcome to the I Am Tam podcast. My name is Tam Shields and I am your host. On today's episode, we are speaking to one of the most inspirational women that I know. Her name is Kylie. And for the past six years, Kylie has been transitioning through separation and divorce. A single mum of one. Kylie's marriage was one of domestic, physical and emotional abuse. However, she does not allow that be where her story ends and instead it's where it starts. Kylie, thank you for being on here with our community today.
1: Thank you, Tam, for having me.
0: Okay, so can you please let our listeners know a little bit about you?
1: Yes, so I am a obviously a single mum. I'm 51. And I have a fourteen-year-old uh, daughter, nearly fifteen. Um, I went through my separation just on six years ago. Now um, I left a domestic violent marriage, and um, yeah, that was pretty tough and stuff. But it's my my journey through that time and to where I am now is, yeah, very very different. Um, yes. and, uh, yeah, it's an I just, has you know,
0: been yeah, an extraordinary
1: yeah process. it's, it's, it's an extraordinary process. So it took a long time from when I left my ex-husband to where I am now, um, our court proceedings only ended in 2020. So, um, that whole, whole process was such a long drawn out thing, but, um, where I'm sitting right at this point now, I, wouldn't change it for the world because I couldn't have done it and be where I am now um, without going through that. So yeah. yeah. So
0: can you talk to us about and you know give us as much information as you feel comfortable sharing? But um, what did it look like in your relationship in your marriage? What what was a typical what did a typical day look like or or what was um, I suppose what did it look like? What did your life look like back then?
1: Uh, <laughs> in one word, shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's just like, you're walking on eggshells, like a million percent of the time there, even the times when I wasn't at home, because I work full time, and I had an office. um, uh, So I work for a financial planning firm um, at at city based, but I had my own office, not far from home. Um, So even the times when I wasn't at home, um, I was. I still felt like I was constantly walking on eggshells. Um, my husband was very aggressive. My ex-husband was very aggressive. Um, both, like mentally, physically, you name it. Um, he was a narcissist. So, if anybody out there that knows narcissists, you know how hard it is to go through that process with someone with that mentality. Um, yeah, it, it was tough. It, it was just functioning on a day-to-day level was some days I felt like it was impossible. If it wasn't for the fact of, like, taking my daughter to school and having to do those things, um, I I don't know. There, there were some dark days. Um, was, yeah. And it just got to the, I got to the point where, My daughter started asking questions. She was eight at the time and she started asking questions about why is Daddy mean to you, why is Daddy hurting you and at that point in time I thought that I'd done a pretty good job trying to cover things up um, and limit what she would see but she was hearing everything and that was just as bad, if not worse. So. Once she started real, once she came to me and started verbalising how she was feeling, I thought to myself, something's got to change, and I'm the only one that can do this. So um, I found it very difficult because my all my family lived interstate, so in um, I I didn't really apart from my close friends that I had, um, I didn't really have anyone that I could just pack up and walk out and be safe with. Um, and I didn't want to take all of my baggage and trauma to my friends. Because it was, it's not in it's not something that anyone would want to have to see or go through. And so in that aspect I, I felt really it, w- it was the hardest decision is to like be able to tell yourself that you can get out. Um, not knowing what support and not, and not knowing like yeah where you're actually going to go where you're going to be are you going to be safe um is your child going to be safe and all those sorts of things so uh yeah that for me that was the most worrying sort of aspect of it
0: yep did that do you think that that worrying about that having that fear attached to it was um influenced the amount of time that you ended up staying so yeah yeah, if you if you felt that you had that support at that time do you think you would have left sooner
1: oh without a doubt without a doubt my my sister is very very headstrong and we have such we have a really really close relationship if she had have been here there is no way known she would have let me stay Mm -hmm. in that environment as and and my daughter as well um so it was having if if her or my mum and dad were here then yeah it it would have been a very different story
0: yep can you talk to me just briefly talk to our listeners just briefly about the types of emotions that you're feeling I mean I know that obviously you've talked about fear but the other things associated with you know being abused both physically and emotionally abused for such a period of time things like shame guilt um They're things that, you know, they're really common emotions that many women would have experienced. Are they things that you yourself felt about your circumstance at that
1: time? Yeah, and not just about my circumstance but within my own self. Um, I I was ashamed of myself for staying. I was ashamed of myself for being the type of person that allowed somebody to treat me that way um like growing up my parents always taught me to be respectful to people to you know be kind but also don't take crap mm-hmm. stand up for yourself, be independent and all of those things and and that's that's who I was originally and somehow or other down the track it was I was with my ex-husband for 16 years um and slowly throughout that process, uh, it was almost like I was being groomed. Yep, yeah.
0: and chipped away at. It's almost like chipped you're being, away at. Yeah, and
1: it's the core tiny, of you. Yeah, tiny, tiny little things that you just don't pick up on. That you think to yourself, "Oh, yeah, know, that that's nothing." But over the period of time that it went on, it, it just oh, so many little things just stood out. For example, he would come shopping with me to buy clothes. And I thought that that was a caring thing and that he enjoyed coming shopping with me to buy clothes. But all it was for was I eventually found out I I bought two pieces of clothes, clothing online and took them home and he completely lost it. And it was how dare I do things without him? How dare I spend money without him? How dare I make choices on my own? Um, so just those little things like when that comes to light it's like oh my god all those years that we would go shopping together all it was was control yeah just having and yeah and think not thinking anything of it but yeah when you do that one little thing that's wrong then it's just like this massive big light bulb moment and it's like holy crap how did I get here
0: in terms of preparing Kylie what What advice could you give to women who right now might be in might be in a position like what you were in? Yep. What advice would you give to them today to make steps towards um empowering themselves and 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 changing their environment and their, their circumstance?
1: Yep. Okay. So what I did, the very the, the biggest thing that I will say to to women is. Tell somebody, talk to somebody, because until you open your mouth, no one can help you. Yep. Um, and that's hard because that means swallowing your pride. It means showing that vulnerable side of yourself to somebody to tell her the full story and extent of what was going on, and definitely not my mum and dad, because they would just worry because they were, you know, two states away. Mm-hmm. Um and I would I would tell my sister probably more than my mum and dad, but she would just say, "You've got to get out, Coles. You've got to get out." And I'm like, "I don't know how to do that." She said, "Well, find a way." And so I felt a bit of pressure from from the family in that aspect, and but it was also a good pressure because it, it was putting it was putting the pressure on me to actually have to go and ask someone.
0: Okay, so speak to somebody. Speak to somebody, number one. What would be a second step that someone should take?
1: Uh, My second step was to to, um, implement a safe plan Mm -hmm. and that meant having a getaway bag somewhere with somebody else, um, slowly start to gather important documents that, Um, are going that you're going to need but you need to do it carefully so that it's not going to be obvious don't take them all at once Mm -hmm. just each each week like one week I grab my passport the next week I got my daughter's birth certificate so my support actually came from my my work Mm -hmm. Um, I because I worked off-site and my ex-husband obviously knew where I worked he would come to my office all the time and harassed me at the office and things like that and it was affecting my work and I knew that I needed my job and if something was going to happen and I lost my job there is no way known I could have got out at that time that I was thinking yep. so I went to my work and I said to them this is what's going on if something happens to me at your workplace you need to know what's happening Mm-hmm. and that that was that was huge for me because like my bosses they're all male um I didn't have a, that female you know person that I could go to that was maybe a little bit more nurturing I had no idea what they were going to come back with they just turned around and I've worked with them for a long time um it's 25 years this year but at the time you know it was obviously you know um 18 19 years and I said to them I told them what was going on and they just said to me, you've got to get out of there. Whatever, you, do. To-
0: Whatever you can do, let's do it.
1: Yeah, yep. what do you need? And I said, I have nowhere to go. I can't rent because I have no rental history. No one's going to look at me. I can't use money to pay for a uh, for bond because that's going to come out of my joint bank account. Um, I don't know what to do. And they being working for financial planners and accountants, we often invested in property with our clients and things. So they had an empty apartment that was, you know probably 10 Ks away from where I lived at the time. And they said, here's the keys. It's up for sale. You can go and live there until it's sold. Mm-hmm. And it took, three months to sell but during that three-month period I I exhausted every single avenue I could to try and get myself into a rental property Mm -hmm. Um, and that just meant talking to people if they knew real estate agents um, can you put in a good word for me or can you tell me which ones I need to go to that might be able to help someone in my situation that doesn't have rental history you were asking for help I was asking for help from so many different people once I'd asked that first time or once I said that there was an issue so many things just started opening up you just
0: I, get your ass on. Yeah, on
1: get your ass on get your ass on six yeah, years
0: on six, six years, years on you have a 14 year old daughter yeah um I've spent significant time with you you know even just recently and you you know for the people who are listening to this just want you to know Kylie is one of the most amazing people you could ever meet um just like besides being very courageous and have had this incredible transition through what she's been through which you know is really really challenging she's really funny um (laughs) she's no bullshit she says it how it is and I can see the woman that um that you spoke about earlier, the woman that your parents raised, she's back. She's
1: coming back.
0: She's back, yeah. And yeah. Um, what an inspiring human you are. So if mm-hmm. if you could um, give one piece of advice to our listeners today, if there's anybody who is going through this or if someone would like to share this um, story with somebody, you know, what one piece of advice, you know, if, it might be a listener on here today who knows somebody else who is going through this. What what one piece of advice would you give?
1: It just comes back to just talking about it. You've, you've got to ask. You've, mm-hmm. you've you've got to step outside of that comfort zone to just ask. That 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 would be my main piece of advice. the The other thing that I would say is don't be too hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I beat myself up a lot, yeah, and it doesn't get you anywhere. It doesn't change anything apart from the fact of your own mental health. Yep. Um, get, yeah, speak to speak to a psychologist. Go to a therapist, just anybody that you know that, go to your doctor, go to your GP. Mm-hmm. I went to my GP and just said, you know, the, the psychologist that I had been speaking with, I didn't want to go back to her anymore. I didn't want any association with that. If I was going to talk to somebody, I wanted someone new. I wanted someone that was familiar with my sort of background and, and that. So um go to your GP and get a referral to someone. Um yep. Yep. that they're probably yeah. So just ask, yeah.
0: ask, speaks to someone and and once you've spoken to one person, then
1: you'll be amazed what
0: you have the happens. courage to keep yeah. moving forward.
1: Just take one day at a time. Mm-hmm. Don't try and look into the future. Don't try and think okay this is what's going to happen, this is what's going to happen because very rarely it doesn't happen that way. Yeah. yeah. So just do do one day at a time. Wake up, put your feet on the floor, get out of bed and just face that day. Don't worry about tomorrow, don't look at the next day because if you looked at the journey that was ahead <laughs> are, oh my god, what am I gonna yeah, do? Here and here, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. there's there's no, you know, you said it yourself, there's no handbook on this sort of stuff. No. And every everyone's situations are different. There's no set law when it comes to courts with family, no. family court, because every situation, like I said, every situation is different. And so it gets handled in a different way. But the processes are the same. Mm-hmm. But the outcomes are all, always different.
0: They're always different. Yep, and there's there is a familiar thread throughout it. Like that's why I think this is a, a beautiful community as well. Because unless you've been through a version of this, you you can't you can't really. Uh, you can't really give a lot of advice about it, you know. Like yeah. it's got it, and and I've said this to you, Kylie, and I cannot thank you enough for being on here because there were, would have been times, definitely in in your transition, there were certainly times in mine where I thought, "Why me? Why? Mm-hmm. Me? Why the hell is this happening to me?" And it and we pretty much every every day, every day, and every. Every, and it's not until you can look back at it in hindsight and and realize that you know i always say through every challenge there's always a lesson there's something that that's teaching us and and we're the most qualified people in the world right now to help the women that we used to be yeah. so through your lesson through your journey what you've been through you can now help guide and 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 show women that you can get through this you can get through mm-hmm. this and it can be it's going to be a challenge and there's going to be some tough things that you're going to have to face um and you can heal and you can grow and you can and and but you can come through it by what you've done you've given hope to people by speaking even about this today because it's a big thing for you to come on here and speak to us today about this you yeah. give hope to people that they can get through it and that is the most incredible thing that you can do
1: yeah i think it's just the the biggest thing is you look at your kids and you think to yourself they've only got me so it's no I can't fall apart Mm -hmm. I can't just crawl up in a ball and not get out of bed Mm -hmm. you have to keep fighting your kids are worth every single minute of every day of heartache of stress of financial difficulties you you look at you come through it now and I look at my daughter and I'm so goddamn proud of her
0: yeah
1: I'm gonna go again
0: (laughs) but do you know what she's who she is because you are who you are
1: and I showed her that you can do it what what our life was is not what a good marriage is meant to be I don't want I didn't want her to grow up thinking Oh, okay, well that that's just normal. That's how you just get treated, and and that's okay. I I don't want her to go through the same thing. And no. um and through throughout that time that we've now had, and she's now developing into a young woman, you know, she looks at me and she says to me all the time, you know, the work that I'm doing on myself, and she says to me, she goes, I'm proud of you, Mum. Mm-hmm. And just for her to, for her to, she's it's hard. You, because You're only
0: proud of yourself. You're more proud yeah. of yourself
1: now because you've come Yeah, so and, like, they have to grow up a lot quicker than yeah. a lot of other kids do. Yeah. And, you know, for her to, to say that and to recognise that, you know, she's happy and she's in a safe place And I and I did that for her and yes i had help along the way and once i had left you know my my family provided so much support even being interstate didn't matter you know my mum knew that i couldn't afford to buy all the top clothes or anything for chloe and all myself but she would send down parcels with little bits and pieces just leggings and t-shirts and stuff and oh yeah this is for chloe and you know and just a pair of pyjamas for me like i didn't, even, I didn't have pyjamas that didn't have holes in them <laughs> yep yeah. yep yeah. so um but you know they they do provide a lot of support in that too so um and you can't i, I didn't do it on my own yep yeah. yeah. um you, you know took and those I,
0: steps, you took the first step by yourself though and that's yeah. important to know that yeah. first step that first moment where you went and asked for help that's all you
1: yeah so you, and you and them. really from that's why i said that is that is the one key thing that women need to know is don't be embarrassed to ask for help. Yeah. Because you will be in exactly the same position you are in 12 months time if you don't ask someone, if you don't talk to someone. Yep. You know, you, you will be because until I spoke to someone, the, I I went through that period in my head from when Chloe was about two and a half years old. So of needing to leave,
0: yeah. So it was about four years of need- the yeah. process is about four years. Yeah, three and a half, four yeah. Years. Well, it was about
1: five, actually five and a half. Yeah, because yep. you were eight when I left. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So those thoughts were going through my head for that amount of time, and during that amount of time, I never asked anybody for anything. And I, I sometimes I sit there and I do think to myself, "What if I only asked earlier?" But I can't, you can't live your life by what if. Yep. Um, you can only live your life by what you're doing and what's happening now and or at the time. And you like I said, one day at a time. One Just day. put one foot in front of the other and deal with that day and then wake up and say, okay, what's today going to bring? Beautiful. And, yep. and you can do it. You can do it. Anyone can do it. If I can do it, anyone can do it. thank you
0: so much for
1: being on here with us today that's okay I hope that somebody's got something out of it and I just want to say Tim I think that you are absolutely amazing for doing this for women because it is the advice the information everything that women are going to get out of this that they need to get out of it is second to none it is it is priceless you can't yeah, you can't. I don't know. I just, I just think you're amazing. I think that you're, what you're doing is absolutely fabulous.
0: Right back at you. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Thank you very much for being on with us
1: today. You're welcome. And if there are any listeners out there that do want any more advice, or I um, mean, I'm sure you're, you're, and you are, you're giving it out in all different ways. But you know, we, I've been through that whole process from. You know mediation IVOs court. Mm-hmm. All the stuff that comes after that as well. And um you know
0: we'll I'm gonna for a Q&A session in our in our private members community at some point, Kylie. I think that would be amazing. And and yeah if women can want to get on and and have a chat to you. Um they can ask some questions and you can help guide them through that. That would be incredible.
1: Yeah I'd be happy to do that. So okay. I mean that's what that's what you said we you, you ask yourself why and you know maybe this is my reason why so that you know I can help somebody else not have to go through all of that heartache. Yep.
0: Thank you. Lots of Welcome. love to you. Thank you. What an amazing woman Kylie is. And if you would like to listen to the full interview with Kylie then jump on over to www.temshields.com.au. Join our community, the I Do Crew, and in there, it is jam packed of all of the resources, the information, the support, and the community that you're looking for if you want to transition through separation and divorce in an
1: empowered, healthy, and thriving way.